listening to the Online Empire Academy podcast, where you'll discover some of the best and most creative ways to provide for your family and get started on your journey to entrepreneurship. No crazy get-rich-quick schemes. No living in a van down by the river with your family while you build your business. If you want real, actionable, and proven entrepreneur ideas that you can use right now, join us for free at theonlineempireacademy.com. Now, get ready for the Online Empire Academy podcast. What's up, Empire? This is Joshua Woodward, your podcast host. I'm so excited to be here. This is a a kind of a new twist we're taking on things. We're going to talk about wholesale today. I have the guys from Wholesale Formula here, and I'm really excited about this because it's not something I'm super familiar with. I know a lot of you do wholesaling or are excited about wholesaling, but it's not a, a super big subject for me. I tried it once and I didn't do very good at it. So I'm excited to just kind of learn uh, more about the wholesale formula, more about the the whole idea of wholesaling. Uh, and so I just enjoy the, the podcast, guys. It's going to be a good one. So what's up, guys? How are you? Fantastic, man. How, how have you been? Good. Besides Google Hangouts shutting down on me, <laughs> I have been doing well. Yeah, it's, it seems to be a bit tough right now, don't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to hear you guys' story. So this is actually the second time we're doing this podcast. It shut down on us the first time. So uh, we're trying it again. And really, guys, just I want you guys to take notes. This is going to be an important one for this podcast. Obviously, if you're driving, please don't take notes. Um, but <laughs> but if you guys are, uh, if you guys have the ability to take the notes, they have an amazing story. And it, it kind of all meshes together and, it, and it's a lot of all the same experiences most of us have had, except they have created some amazing systems around wholesaling. So that's my spiel. I want to hear guys' story though. So go for it. Well, I'll, I'll give the backstory and then let Dan, because I'll be quite honest, uh, the transition from the RA retail arbitrage to wholesale was really his brainchild and it's been something that he's, he's really accelerated. But for the backstory, um, I've known Dan for many years. We used to play a a, a card game together in, in a local hobby shop. And, uh, uh, you know, that was probably 15 years ago, maybe longer now, 20. But anyway, at any rate, uh, I met up with him again in 2010, I think. He was working at a uh, um, a local online uh, gaming company uh, that bought and sold the same type of game that that, that we met while playing. Uh, and he was he was doing really well with that company. That company had grown year over year, astronomical. And he was one of the the keystones of that growth. Um, and I'd been playing poker for about seven or eight years. and gotten a little burnout about it. Um, really wasn't motivated any longer. And I asked him if he would uh, give me a give me a, a job, put me to work, give me give me something to do. And uh, so you went through a rigorous interview process, correct? Yeah, I think we walked around the building one time, and he said, <laughs> "Okay, well, come on back tomorrow. We'll get you started." So, and you know, there we were. We were plugging away, and, and it was a great job. Uh, to this day, uh, just amazing opportunity. The people there were great. Um, and then one day, about I think it's, I've been there almost a year. Uh, the one of the top uh, executives there, the CFO, in fact, uh, came in and, and resigned. And um, he had a pretty a pretty well paying job, particularly when you consider the, the cost of living in this area. It was a great job. Uh, and he just quit. And we had asked him. We were friends, obviously. And uh, he said that he was doing something called uh, FBA fulfillment by Amazon. And uh, he didn't have, I don't think uh, the term had been coined yet, retail arbitrage, but that's what he was doing. And uh, he showed us how it worked. Uh, our mind couldn't comprehend it. 
I mean, we could see the thing on, on this phone telling us that, yeah, that it, and I could go to Amazon and see that it was listing for more than that. That doesn't mean it sells. Like, so we were a bit skeptical, but we said, you know, we were still full-time employed. We said, let's put, let's put a little money together. I think it was like $600. Um, and let's try it out. Let's see what happens. So we bought some products based on the, the tips that he had given us. And, um, the proof of concept was there and we continued to accelerate it. And uh, about three months in, and what, this was around August when we started, by December of 2012, uh, we did a gross revenue of $50,000. Now, granted, we were spending all of our time. Yeah, it was, it was exciting. You know, we were spending all of our moonlighting time, all of our weekend time with sourcing, RAing and stuff. And uh, and we got to the point where, you know, we, we made good money at this job. We really did. But, uh, you know, there was... There was no ceiling on what we could accomplish if we, if we gave our own business a go. So that's when we kind of was like, let's just go for it in January 2012. I think I've been saying 2012. It's 2011 up until this point. So December 2011, 2012, January is when we quit, turned our notices in, and began full-time. And it was uh, RA, just Dan and I, RA the entire 2012, the entire 2013. Uh, I think we did 880K, something like that gross, 2012. Yeah, we were doing some serious traveling, a lot of driving. Uh, we're from a rural area, so we had to do a lot of uh, traveling. And we'd fill this van up, bring it back. Everybody that's done this knows the whole routine. So, but we were doing it to the next level, just literally all our waking hours. So we would uh, uh, did that 20, 2012, 2013 was about, there wasn't much growth. It was about 950, 950K, which is still fine, but we're still in job mode, like, our income was dictated by our input. So how much time we put an effort to put into it, that's what we brought back. If we ever stopped or took a vacation, we were still making residual sales, but we weren't adding any more inventory or any more SKUs. Uh, our capital had grown to the point where uh, Dan was like, you know, let's try to invest in some something else. Let's give wholesale a try. The margins are going to be a little bit slimmer, but the velocity is going to be high. And in theory, if it works, we're going to be able to source and work from office rather than on the road and away from our families uh, and and work on a volume scale, you know, uh, which and, and, and incorporate that model. So we, we took uh, a little uh, little capital that we had in excess and uh, began the, the journey from wholesale. That was July 2014. Is that sound right? Yeah, uh, yeah July 2014. The um, So that, that little journey, we actually expected it to be a... We, I, I thought the best expectations of it would be that it would kind of supplant the our, our summers of retail sourcing and give us a give us a better summer. But still, in you know, in quarter one, we would be out there hunting um, the the clearance products, and in quarter four, we would be doing nothing but RA. Um, but it, it grew a lot faster than we expected. I mean, I think the first month that it was the hardest part was actually finding people to sell us products. Because we we had we had experimented, dabbled a little bit in the past with it, and gotten uh, and gotten beat up pretty bad. Like we would just go, you know, we went to ASD a couple times and didn't really know what we were looking for. And it was, uh, you know, it, that's not to say I'm sure people make great money at ASD, but we had no idea what we were doing. And we just, yeah. you know, if this product scanned well, we bought it, and we got pretty brutalized <laughs> didn't we a couple times yeah but i mean at the end of the day how many mistakes can you make in vegas you're in vegas so right <laughs> that was always <laughs> nice <laughs> so um but yeah in 24 whenever we started this in 2014 uh we, we went went about it a bit differently like we wanted to be uh, uh my goal was to be buying direct from manufacturer because i didn't feel like 
Uh, one, we had the capital to really capital on, capitalize on closeouts. And two, um, I didn't feel like we were familiar enough with closeouts. So I thought that buying more uh, evergreen product would be good for us. So basically all we did in, in July was look for products. I mean, just look, 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 and, and try to find everything that we could. And uh, we, I think we ended up with like two wholesale products in, in July. And, but those products were really good. Uh, you know, our orders were pretty small, but they, they sold through really well. We, we obviously underordered because, you know, we had no idea what we were doing. We were just trying to project, uh, project the best we could. And, but it, it really did prove that, you know, these products do sell, they sell profitably, like we need to do this more. So the next month, that's all we did, pound away. Um, you know, we weren't out sourcing as much as we, we didn't go out RA sourcing as much as we had in the past. Like it was literally trying to find products and it, it was very hard. But the biggest problem we kept running into was people just, you know, they didn't want to sell us products. Like we would contact them and it's like, hey, you know, I'd love to place an order with you guys. Um, you know, your products are awesome. What do I need to do? And they're like, hey, where do you sell your products, man? Amazon? It's like, not selling it to you. Yeah. So that was really frustrating. But, um, you know, we, we worked through it. We kept at it. We found some more products. Um, and uh, the business kept kept growing. And it was growing. That's the thing. When you get into replenishables, like your income may be at, say, 10000 the next month or 10000 one month. But you keep that t- really close to that same 10000 the next month plus whatever you add to it. So like our month over month was growing. Um, by the end of uh, 20, 2014, we did, uh, we did 1.28 million in sales and 326,000 of that was uh, replenishable wholesale products. Which as you can see, based on the numbers I was telling you, we we're still doing the same 900K in RA that Dan and I had done the year over year, but at the, at the 300 plus K, which puts you at the 1.28. So we were really at, at that point just added wholesale on to our RA backbone. But that's where the transition, we realized this was the same proof of concept we had with RA originally. Now it's time to accelerate this because, I mean, you know, we wanted off the road. We didn't want to be out, you know, ripping shelves and all this and that. We wanted we wanted more time with our families and more time uh, at home. So that's kind of like back to 20, uh, 2015 there. And the, at the end of 2014, we made a, we made a decision it was uh it was December first actually. We we were me and Eric were gonna hire some employees or hire one employee. Our goal was to hire one employee. And uh, we were we were thinking at the time maybe just help us with packing and shipping and have somebody there in case we went out to do RA to be able to receive shipments. Um, well we interviewed we interviewed a couple people and it was really awkward because both of them were amazing. Well we had only really budgeted for one, but uh, we, we knew that they, these guys could add a lot of value to our company. We knew that we, you know, if we, if, if they worked out as, as well as we wanted, then, uh, th- then it would help us grow really fast. So we kind of took a gamble and despite really only having budget for one employee, we went ahead and hired both guys. Now bear in mind, these guys are completely different. Um, the, the, the people were completely different. We had one guy that was more of a, pack and ship kind of guy like he was a, he was you know a real hard-nosed worker and then we had one kid that was really good with computers but didn't have, really have any sales experience so in december all we did was really train our guys so we, we kind of dropped off a little bit in december but we what we were doing is really focusing on having we, we cared more about 2015 at that point and when 2015 rolled around we our sale our, our january sales were like a i think it was 182,000. 
January 2015. Wow. And our previous year's sales were uh, were 60,000. Oh my god. To give you an idea. Um and it was it was kind of a culmination of we were getting better at finding products, we were getting better at get getting better at people selling us those products to get them to sell us those products. And now we had two people doing it. Um, it was, you know, uh, like it was me and me and Matt really full time. Eric was still doing it, uh, and he, but he was working with the logistics side to make it try to function faster because, you know, as we were buying more product, we needed to be able to process product more quickly. So uh, it was a kind of a combination, a, a little perfect storm, but we grew month over month there too. Um, and we ended up doing about three, it was 393 is what the thing said. Yeah, our 1099K from Amazon was 3.93 million for uh, 2015. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And we now have uh, nine full-time employees, not including Dan and I. Uh, we're, our, our projection, what we would like to, our goal for this year is to do 10 million gross revenue. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's really uh, an exciting time for us. And, um, and it's, it's transitioned and grew into something far beyond what we even uh, dreamed of or even thought it may be. So we're really excited. Um, but the, the, biggest, the biggest change for we, – we ended up getting a, another uh, building for 2015, and that helped a lot. And then once we, once we understood our systems better – and and what we needed, to, you know, what we needed to accomplish, we were able to we were able to start plugging people into the into the kind of the machine we had built. So right now, it feels like we can. I, I mean, uh, I feel like we can just do get, get as big as we actually want to uh, over over time. Like uh, I feel like our machine is really really refined at this point. And uh, in twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen, I think our, our January sales were like four hundred and thirty thousand versus the eighty one eighty the previous year, so uh, still on that kind of that same trajectory where we you know we are you know Eric mentioned our goal is to to hit about ten million this year. Goodness and, gracious, man! And are you guys private labeling at all, or is this all wholesale? Uh, we have we have how many private label products? Maybe about five. We don't have a lot of them. Uh, it's uh, it's enough that we're versed in it. Uh, but uh, we're still uh, working out some of the issues and logistics that anybody that has ever done private label know come along with it. Uh, so fortunately for us, we're in a good position too, where it doesn't, that's not our source of, it, you know, our revenue or capital isn't really going to be affected by it. So we can focus our time without worrying about any, any law incurring any losses. So we're really trying to just learn that. So there's a handful of products, but 99% uh, is, is wholesale. And actually this guy is our private label department. He's the, it kind of handles it from uh, from beginning to end. And the rest of our team doesn't really do much with it. It's it's pretty much just Eric. That's so cool. I mean, so many people are focused on private labeling right now, uh, but but I love that you guys are doing the numbers that you're doing in wholesale because again, a lot of people are focused in one area right now, and they're focused on on specifically private labeling, but there's so much more to Amazon that you can get into. And I love that you guys are doing it. One of the the questions that I had, and one of the things I, I wanted to ask you guys, if you would explain is what is wholesale? Just break it down for our, our listeners, the people who don't understand it. What is wholesale exactly? There's a, there's quite a few different variations of wholesale. Like, you know, realistically closeouts are a wholesale too. Uh, you know, that's a form of wholesale. Um, there's more general wholesale like distribution. There's uh, 
there's manufacturer based wholesale, which our brand owner wholesale, which is kind of where we're at. Um, there's liquidation wholesale, which we don't really, you know, it's, it, that's a much harder business for us. And, and we tried it once and it, it's, it was just, it was really hard logistically for us. Um, but for wholesale for us is we develop a relationship directly with the manufacturer of a good, uh, say, you know, you know, with this pen, uh, would be made by pilot. Like if I want to sell packs of these pens, we would contact pilot and try to set up direct relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them um, may be harder than others to, to be able to do that, but that, that's the general idea behind wholesale is we, we try to set up direct relationships with the, uh, with manufacturers. There's an opportunity here that I think people are, are forgetting. You know, you, you guys had your, your, your day in retail arbitrage, not that you aren't doing it still, but you know, everybody kind of skips this process, and I, and I think it's, I think a, it's really a really important, important one to touch on. on. And, and specifically, the fact that the the, 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 the wholesale, wholesale world is still alive, alive. and we talk about and we partnerships, talk about partnerships all, the time. all the time. And it's something and that it's I love something to champion. I love to champion and something that I'm passionate about, passionate about is the idea, is the idea of, partnerships. of partnerships. How have you guys, you guys found, found the response of, of companies? companies Finding, finding out, out that you sell, sell on, on Amazon. Amazon. Actually, all the all the companies that we do with, we we de- we just tell them directly that we do sell on Amazon. We don't. Uh, uh, we we want our relationships to be uh, founded on the idea that they are uh, that we're partners, more or less. Like we would rather them know what we we would rather them know and turn us down than not know and accept us as a uh, as a vendor. That's really good because that was one of my problems that I had, uh, just kind of butting up against trying to get into companies. I mean, my problem was I went for guys like Hasbro and and some of the bigger companies and just tried to dive straight into that and I got so discouraged after a week of it. I was like I had no I was like my patience is done. Like I I'm never working with a wholesale company ever again because there was this this moment of discouragement because I I mean I shot for some of the big companies. What would be your advice for people trying to get in to wholesaling? What are some of the, the the things that they need to know? I mean, I think the thing um, for wholesaling, like you mentioned Hasbro, I'm pretty sure everybody that's ever RA'd and tried to segue has made that. I mean, we had an account with Hasbro on the tail that never materialized. Um, we, we, I mean, we started to to focus, and, and, and even even the, the when we found our you know markets that we were good in and stuff, it generally to be smaller markets, more niche products. And even then, you've got to understand that failure – with the companies is just going to happen. You can't get discouraged. I mean, our, our approval rate in the beginning was somewhere around probably one in 10. And now it may be up to like four out of 10 that we get approved for something like that, but I mean, it's still, you're getting turned down more often than accepted. But the beauty of wholesale and like RA is that when you find a SKU or a product, it rarely loses value. Like it, it doesn't get oversaturated. It rarely gets oversaturated, rarely goes bad. So like you were saying earlier, like when you invest that $10,000, the next month, you're still getting that same $10,000 from that SKU plus any other SKUs that you add. And it's month over month versus, you know, a discontinued item on clearance. You can only find as many are on shelves or even a seasonal item. Uh, yeah, that's great. But after that season's over, it's done. A wholesale product and, and cash flow uh, analysis will allow you to month over month know that this SKU is going to bring back this, this amount and it's more steady. And so it is discouraging on an individual or a daily or even a weekly basis, but you have to understand and persevere to know that when you do find 
the manufacturer that is going to deal with you and, and the profitable SKUs that they're good for, you know, for virtually ever. So that's, the, that's kind of, you got to look past the, the disappointment of, of, you know, of failure and understand that when you do find it, it is so rewarding for a long term that that's, that's really the goal there. So are you guys shipping directly from, you know, whatever company you're working with, are, are you sending those, those packages into Amazon FBA from your, your, like the, the actual producer, or are you having them ship them to your business and then you're labeling them and shipping them out? That varies by, that, that varies by a company. I mean, some companies we have shipped direct. Um, we, well, most of the time for our first, for our initial orders, no matter what, uh, we'll have them shipped directly to us so we can see the, how, first off, how they package the products. Secondly, um, if the product needs different type of prep than we knew about, um, see the quality of the product in general. So that's a, uh, you know, we do have, we do have some accounts that ship direct for us now. Do, do you guys work with majority uh, of companies in the States or are you going overseas? What, what is, I'm just trying to get an idea of what it looks like to be successful within the wholesale industry. And one of the questions that I had had come up and in, in, in conversation with a friend of mine was, where do you find the product? Are you going to uh, companies in the United States? Are you going to the headquarters in the United States? Or are you going directly to the source? Uh, the problem with you going directly to the source, uh, that's, that's inherently an issue that a lot of people don't understand. If, you know, if I go to, let's say I'm buying a Nike shoe and I go to the company in China who makes Nike shoes and buy from them, I'm actually selling counterfeit product. Um, because it's, there's a chain of custody. It, you know, if you want to sell a branded product, you have to be, uh, be purchasing, uh, down from the, uh, the, the manufacturer uh, down from the, uh, uh, brand owner. So the, the chain of custody dictates that you can't, you can't go around them to buy the product, even though it would so, be cheap. So it's not, it's not good to go to Alibaba and find out which person is producing, you know, Canon's cameras. And then that's not a good idea. I mean, that would be, that'd be the, a good recipe for a lawsuit and, uh, and getting banned from Amazon. But I mean, currently we source probably 95% of ours is domestic. I mean, it may if not higher, if not, actually probably higher than that. The process of building a relationship with a company is great. I love it. I love the idea of building that relationship. I think where my struggle comes in is the 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 minimum purchase orders. What about the people who don't necessarily have the cash to put up? And and I'll ask you, what is, so you can share with the audience, what is a minimum purchase order and how does that interact with the wholesale community? The the minimum purchase order or minimum minimum order quantity is generally a number or a number of units or a number a dollar value that a wholesaler requires you to order uh, order from them. Um, I actually asked this. Uh, it, was, it was this is a funny question because I asked Matt yesterday who deals with the uh, the majority of our accounts and setups and stuff like that. What is the what is the actual average minimum order quantity uh, that you encounter? And he was like he's like well current you know we don't really look at minimums like we used to. But uh, he said that the average order, the average minimum order quantity that he encounters is between 200, 250 and five hundred dollars. He said okay. it's always almost almost always that small. He said now our orders tend to be bigger, you know, much bigger than that. Um, but that's that's because we're trying to, you know, we, we try to work with them and, and get discounts or do whatever we can. And we're really uh, we you know, we, we 
we, we project a lot about what we're going to sell in a month and we choose high volume products. So that, that inevitably leads to much larger orders. But he said the average minimum order he sees is $250, $500. Which I think is a nod to the, to the niche market, the smaller uh, manufacturers that we do target. Uh, you know, Hasbro's minimum order is probably 10K with a guarantee of 150K ordered in a, in a calendar year, something to that effect. You know, we're not going to be getting Johnson & Johnson contracts or anything like this. It's just, you know, so when you, it's about finding the proper product. And at that point, you know, they're obviously a generally smaller manufacturers. So the minimum orders are, are tend to be uh, lower. I think the biggest one we've, the biggest one that we have that has a minimum, a big minimum order is, is like 10,000. Okay. Cause that was kind of one of my concerns in, in even pressing into this issue is the idea of, I, I don't have a ton of capital, you know, for a lot of our listeners, it's, it's not one of those things where, you know, they're like, I'm still garage sailing. Like, <laughs> you know, this, this may not be a, a realistic expectation to, to go into wholesaling, but if you're talking $250, that's not, that's not out of reach for a lot of people. What do you feel like is, is, you know, if you were to look somebody in the eye who's who's wanting to get into this, they've been they've been doing RA for a while and and uh, OA. What would you say to them is the most important tool that they could be using for wholesaling? I mean, hands down for us, it's got to be Jungle Scout. I mean, which is a a program that uh, predicts the amount of units are going to get sold based on a sales rank. Uh, so, I mean that particularly for our initial orders, uh, we look at that to, to try to make sure that uh, we're going to sell through the, the allotment of product that we're going to, to try to order. So that's probably, I mean, what do you think? Um, we, whenever we first start, whenever we first started with our wholesale, cause we, um, we, we set our account up separately. Like we have one account that was just wholesale products. And, and that was, that was our, that was our wholesale uh, experiment initially. And uh, whenever we set it up, we actually didn't use any softwares at all for the first three months. But uh, Eric mentioned Jungle Scout, and that's that's the one tool I think. I think it helps you so much with your initial orders, and that's kind of the hardest part for a lot of people is understanding how much of this product I'm going to sell. That I would suggest Jungle Scout. That's really good. Yeah, we use Jungle Scout all the time, and and absolutely love it. And I'm I'm sure that there's other things out there that can help, but it, it's it's good to know that like there's already tools in place because that's always my concern is is uh, I want to make sure that my time equals out. And and for the audience, a lot of the listeners, <laughs> you guys are probably pouring in a ton of hours and not actually factoring that into your end ROI, the return on your investment, because your time does, it is money and, and make sure to be factoring that in. And I love that you guys are using jungle scout because it really, you know, it's one of those tools that can end up totally changing your business. What are the, some of the things that you guys are getting into? It's, it's 2016 at the time of recording this. What are some of the things that you guys are, are anticipating or getting into for this year? Uh, well, we've, uh, one of the things that happened for us that was pretty awesome towards the end of 2015 was we Amazon invited us to the subscribe and save pilot program. Um, so we've really been increasing the amount of grocery, the amount of, basically the amount of consumable items we carry because that, that program really helps, uh, helps a lot. It, it, you know, it helps with your first, with your buy box percentage a little bit and it helps the, it, it helps, it gives, it gives you an advantage um, to be able to approach companies because, you know, a lot of sellers can't offer that to them. 
And it's a it's a great way for them to create long term relationships with with other with new customers. So that's a that's a really powerful program for us. Um, so we're 2016 is currently building the amount uh, amount of impact we can have with that program. Will you explain that program a little bit? I'm actually not even familiar. I've 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 heard the name, but not familiar with what it is. Well, Airtech, he uses he uses subscribe and save a lot as a customer. Yeah. So he would even probably give a better description than I would. Yeah. No. You. I mean, you go to uh, an offering, uh, say for shampoo, uh, anything that it is that you order constantly over and over, and and Amazon will give you two prices: one to subscribe and save price, which is generally five percent less than the lowest the, the lower pro, the lowest price. And what you're agreeing to do is renew this product. They'll ship you this product without you ordering it every two weeks or every month or whatever you dictate. And so you're subscribed to this product and you save 5% is obviously where the namesake comes from. So yeah, we, I mean, in fact for here, we order uh, like energy drinks for the guys and uh, stuff uh, for the warehouse, for the cooler. And uh, it's on subscribe and save. It just shows up like the, the fifth of every month, we get a couple of cases of Red Bull and Monster and, and stuff like that. So yeah, that, and then when you're able to offer that, um, he said it increases your buy box percentage. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, only one person can, can be on subscribe and say per listing. So it's you really have a hundred percent buy box percentage if you're the only subscriber. If you're the subscriber and say for this product, you're going to always be up there, uh, regardless if you're even the lowest price versus the other ones. Your subscribe and say option will will be up there, right? Like so if I if I were selling with you on a product, what what he means by that is you could still get the buy box, but my subscribe and save offer will always show up. Ah, so I, I, I get an increased buy box percentage there, and then you actually get a, a natural smaller increase on the 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 click now buy box. So it, it's, it's pretty cool program. Wow, that's so cool. So you guys are talking about grocery. That's that's a niche that concerns me a little bit. If I'm thinking about the shelf life of some of these products. How exactly has that worked for your business? Because it's not an area that I've been interested in getting into, but it sounds like you guys are seeing some success. It's currently our second largest category. Wow. Um, so it's, it's, it's actually fantastic. The, um, the, what, you know, for us, grocery has, it's a little more prep intensive, which, uh, you know, that may or may not appeal to some people, but that in and of itself leads to slightly less competition than other categories. So, you, you know, you tend to have slightly bigger margins there that due to the less, less amount of competition. But as, as far as shelf lives, most of the products, um, most of the products tend to be longer shelf, you know, tend to be longer shelf life. We always ask that question whenever we're talking to, uh, before we place our first orders, like, you know, what, what are your typical shelf lives uh, for these style products? And, and that'll, that'll help determine how aggressively we order and how, how you know, how, uh, if we're going to try to push for bigger discounts with larger orders or something like that. So, I mean, yeah, it can, it can certainly be a factor, but you, you can, you just communicate with them and, and find out where, how it's going to affect you. Man, it's, it's, I'm, my brain is expanding on what I can do with wholesaling. I, I haven't even thought of, I mean, there's so many products that I use every day that ultimately I can be wholesaling. Now, have you guys worked with your local community and, and local stores to end up wholesaling or do you guys do drop shipping? Uh, no, we don't do drop shipping, but we do, uh, we, you know, we have a few local stores that we distribute products to because we, you know, the, it, it's where it makes sense for us is, you know, a lot of these local stores are placing 
a brick and mortar is you're placing like a, a six piece order or something like that. And it's just six pieces of this, six pieces of this. And they pay honestly the worst price possible. Whereas our order tends to be much larger and we get discounts and things like that. So if it's uh, we we'll, we'll generally distribute to them as well. If it's uh, if, if they carry product lines that we buy. That's so cool. That's so cool. I, I love that you guys again are, are are working with your local community and and kind of building that out. I think that's that's something that's really on my heart and has been on my heart for this past year of like trying to figure out ways to obviously we're getting income from all over the world, all over different places, and then taking that income and pouring it into my local community. That's something I really love and really appreciate when companies do that. So I think it's cool that you guys are, you know, not only do you live, obviously you live in the community that you live in, but but you're also helping the local retailers and, and, uh, and helping out with those prices. Well, if you guys had any, just to end, if you had any tips for or, or any services or anything that, that um, you would tell somebody getting in the wholesaling, what would those be? I mean, for me, my tip is go for it. I waited around too long. Uh, Dan tried to get us to hire employees earlier. I mean, I, I overanalyze things and, and wait for the right time and stuff. And it, just, it doesn't exist. You just do it. You believe in yourself and, and you give it a run. You know, what's, what's the worst can happen? I'm not saying take a mortgage out and invest everything you got in wholesale. That's ridiculous. But I mean, you know, challenge yourself. I mean, put yourself a- a out there and, and just do it. It really is phenomenal and has changed. Uh, I know my life, and, and, and I'm sure I can speak for Dan, his life as well. And speaking to, to the community too, like the, the most enjoyable thing for me is doing it every day. And these guys out here getting get to employ now eight people or nine people of our com- community and, and, and hoping to grow that soon. I mean, I'm very proud of that. When anybody asks what I do on a business that has eight employees, that's the first thing I say before I even tell them what I do, because that, to me, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's actually impacting lives and it's, it's really rewarding. That's so powerful. The, uh, the, you know, the one suggestion I would give them is as you're, you know, as you get into this, it's very difficult. It, it, it's very difficult at first. And a lot of people, Get turned off by that initially, but if you if you just stay with it, like you have to be persistent, and you have to be, you you have to give people a reason to want to work with you. Like focus on what you can do to, to help them, and that you'll you'll grow faster and you'll grow farther and faster. So that's a uh, that would be my, my one thing. And and you know he, he said he said it earlier. It's it's really honestly has changed our lives. Um. We used to, I, I, I really did. I mean, we used to trade hours for dollars and, you know, we were out of town all the time and it was, it, you know, it was fun. I, you know, I loved hanging out with him and, you know, we, we definitely made good money, but in the same token, it was, it was, it was hard work. I mean, it was honestly hard work. And whereas now we, we get to, uh, you know, we get to work with our team and, and, and their hours effectively help grow our business. So it's, you know, we're not just trading. It's no longer just my, my time and Eric's time that's getting traded for those dollars. It's, it's the time of the team we're building and, and we're able to multiply that. So our, our company is growing exceptionally fast. Gosh, guys, that, that was awesome. I, I love it. I'm going to go back and listen to this again because I know there's so many things that I'm fully not comprehending yet, but it's, it's going to be good. So I, I appreciate you being on. Where's the best place that people can find you guys? The uh, well, I mean, we have our we have our company uh, Facebook page, and it's uh, the wholesale formula. Um, 
we have a we have a free a free Facebook group, the FBA Wholesale Community, um, and then you know our websites. Uh, we we have Source Sell Profit and uh, the Wholesale Formula um, that that we we put sometimes put videos and stuff like that on there. So. Very cool. Well, guys, thank you again for being on. I, I so appreciate the knowledge that you guys have poured out. Hey, thanks a, thanks yeah. a ton for uh, for letting us be on here, Josh. It's been a blast. An absolute pleasure. Absolutely. Well, Empire, you guys heard it. I'll make sure to put those links down below. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, and I, I really do appreciate for everybody who's listened to this podcast. Hopefully you got the content that you desired. Please go to these Facebook groups, ask the questions you need, and 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 really start pushing into these ideas and expanding what you're doing already with your business. Well, until next time, Empire, have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to the Online Empire Academy podcast. If you want real, actionable, and proven entrepreneur ideas that you can use right now, join us for free at theonlineempireacademy.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, help us make more by rating us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. We'll see you next time.